Welcome to CPP Chat. Uh, it's been a while, we've been kind of dormant, but we're back and we're back with some changes. One of which is that we're not just going to be video, we're now also going to be an audio podcast. And I, I think in a sense this was probably inevitable. All my life people have been telling me that I'm good looking enough to be on the radio. So I think audio was probably going to happen. But uh, the other big change is that we now have a producer for this show. And so I want to introduce uh, Phil Nash and ask him to, to share how he got involved in this adventure. Well, many of you may have been listening to uh, CPPcast recently when uh, John was on. Uh, I was actually listening to it uh, in bed one night, uh, just dropping off to sleep. And uh, I just heard the bit where John said that he was looking for a co-host on the, on the reboot of the show. And I was just so tired, I decided to send him a Slack message and say, he's still looking. I got the message back the, the next morning that, uh, that he was. So uh, somehow I've ended up here <laughs> as, a, as a co-host. So this is our, our first uh, recording now. And uh, we've, we've got all of the um, uh, people here who are involved in, in organizing the, uh, the conference here, ACCU and uh, local groups and um, other things to do with ACCU as an organization. Uh, at least so that we could uh, persuade to stay behind. Uh, we're going to have a bit of a, a chat about that, I think. Um, yeah, so this is, as you know, not the normal format. We'll normally have uh, announced the time so that everyone can get on, on the Slack chat room and, and join us. But uh, uh, when we are at conference, we'll sometimes do a format slightly differently. So I think the thing to do is we'll start at the end down there and we'll ask everyone to just kind of introduce themselves, talk about uh, how long you've been involved in ACU and what your, um, uh, what your role is now and answer, I guess, one of the things that uh, I've kind of noticed is some people spell it out, ACCU, and some people say ACU, so I want your opinion on the, the, the correct pronunciation of the organization. Okay, uh, my name is, uh, is Giovanni, Giovanni Spruni. Uh, I'm from Italy, so I came here in England, I think in 2001, and I was at the first ACU conference for me was in 2002, I believe, and I joined the, the ACU then. And then I got involved with the conference in 2006 or seven. I can't remember exactly. And then I think from 2008 to, to, to 2011, I was the conference chair, which was great because it's a great conference with great content. And being the conference chair, I could invite all my pop idols. <laughs> which was a very good position to be in. And yeah, so what can I say? I came back this year after two years I was, I, I missed the conference for various work reasons and I enjoyed it again. And for the name, Aku, definitely. I'm Ralph McArdle. Uh, I first came to a conference, I think around 2000. But that's so far back in the mists of my memory, I'm not really sure. Uh, on the advice of one Jez Higgins, who some people may know, met before, been, been to the conference and speaks quite often here, um, and realised how little I really knew, and kept coming back because it's an excellent conference. Uh, joined the ACCU straight after, um, well, I think, and uh, have been a member ever since. Um, and then some years ago, when there was a lack of interest of people being on the committee, decided that uh, I'd, I'd put myself forward to be a general purpose member of the ACU committee um, and also 
for similar reasons with the Akulon local group uh, asked uh, volunteered to help out when I was in a low period work wise so I had time um, uh, and uh, so I've been helping out there although recently again with work I've been working away from home so drop that a little bit uh, hope to pick that up soon anyway that's me oh and as you probably notice Aku or occasionally ACCU but Aku I think is probably easier to say uh, I'm Bob Schmidt and I am the current chair of ACCU not <laughs> not Aku whenever I hear somebody say Aku I want to say Gesundheit <laughs> exactly um, I joined the organization in late 2010 <clears throat> with the purpose of uh, going to the conference in 2011, which was my first. Um, I was looking for a new conference to attend because the uh, software development conference in California had folded in 2009. Um, I got involved with the committee uh, two years ago. I've been chair for two years and just got reelected to another term. Uh, I volunteered... Uh, two years ago, after actually after the AGM, when nobody had uh, decided to run and, and volunteered to uh, take the position, and um, so far it seems to be going well. I'm Roger Orr. Um, I've also been coming to ACU for quite a time, or ACCU. I don't really mind which name we use. Um, and I first came on a, on a Saturday just for the one day because I had no idea what to expect. And taking just a Saturday out seemed like a good way of doing things. Uh, and apart from one I had to miss, I've been at the full four days, everyone since then. Uh, and I'm now both on the ACCU committee and also on the conference committee. Uh, so I wear two hats in that front. Okay, thank you. Um, is this your first, first time here, Lisa? Uh, I've been, yes, coming from the, to the ACCU conference since Wednesday. <laughs> so what was your role here this year? Uh, I was keynote speaker on Friday, I think. And I talked about the shape of a program. Yes. <laughs> well, that sounds like a great, that sounds like a great topic. We'll have to have you come to uh, C++ now and talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> I had a bit of a history with the ACCU as well, so uh, if it seems appropriate, I'll give my story. Um, I think ACU is the easier way to, to say it, which is why I say ACCU. <laughs> so I've actually, uh, well, I've been a member of the ACCU since about 1999. I came to my first conference in uh, 2002. I was actually living in Copenhagen at the time and had to self-pay uh, to, to travel, so um, it's quite a commitment. Um, I've been to every one except, I think, for one conference since, and that's a work commitment. i um, been a speaker most years since 2004, and uh, just been addicted ever since, really. I'm Francis Glassborough. I'm the guilty party that uh, created all this. I've been a member of ACCU, and I know how it should be pronounced. <laughs> since it first started. In fact, I've been a member since before it started when it was CUG UK, and standing for the C User Group UK. Uh, I sort of reminded, people sometimes say, what does ACCU stand for? Well, what does IBM stand for? There used to be a game at IBM which was 
trying to work out what it stood for, and I can remember one of them is, I've been married. Uh, so perhaps we could have a game as to what does ACCU stand for, and the answer is it stands for ACCU. Uh, I have come to every conference since 1997, when uh, I took the opportunity uh, to create a very small conference based on the fact that uh, WG21 was meeting in London at that time and managed to persuade four people from there to come up and speak on a Saturday. I think that's probably enough from me for the time being. So I'm Gail Ollis. I came to my first conference, uh, it was in Oxford, in 2006 at the recommendation of a friend and came along for a couple of years, then disappeared from things for a while to go off and do a psychology degree and not, nothing computery at all. Um, and now I'm back and I'm on the conference committee. Um, I hate to say this when I'm sitting next to Francis, but I say ACCU, not least because whenever I say ACCU, people say, what does it stand for? And I don't want to be explaining their history and what it did stand for and, and, and all the background, because I want to tell them about what's going on now. And actually, I, I say this very, very quietly. I'm not a C++ programmer anymore. I was when I first came. But there's still plenty here for me. I want to be talking about things other than what the C and the C used to stand for. Tell them it, tell them it stands for ACCU. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that might be turtles all the way down again. Uh, my name is Felix Berticoni. I'm here, I think this is my fifth conference. And I become a member before I joined because this made the conference cheaper for me. I was paying at that time for myself. And uh, I was loving the conference immediately after I had to leave after the third day because it was too expensive for me at that time. And from then on, I'm visit every conference. And then two years ago, Russell was looking for volunteers on the conference committee, and I <clears throat> sent in an email and was a little bit back and forth. Then I came, become on the conference committee, and I really love the work here. So the question, the question I want to ask is, uh, I guess directed to Francis, how, what what conference number is it? How many how many have there been? 22 spring conferences, and we've had on a couple of occasional conferences uh, in the autumn. 22? 22, yes. That's exhausting just to think about. <laughs> um, are you uh, pleased with the direction that it's gone? Um, yeah, basically it's had its ups and its downs, and it's drifted away from its focus, and it seems to have come back to its focus. Uh, People have, conference committees have different opinions about how things should go. Because in the early days, it wasn't a conference committee, it was me being autocratic and deciding what would be good for everybody else. And then when I finally retired from that, they had to replace me with a committee. Uh, do, you, do you miss that incredible power that you had as the autocrat? Not really, because I don't have to take any of the blame for the things that go wrong. Well, well let's talk about this, because uh, we're talking about the history of the name, and I don't know if you want to maybe start with that, but we should cover that. But we should talk about, as you, you said, it was, what, the C-U-G? It started uh, in about 80, uh, 1987, 86, I think, actually, as the C-User Group UK. 
I believe there was an organization before that because somewhere buried in the accounts is a sum of money forwarded from a previous organization. Uh, I could go into a lot of history, but basically uh, it was started by a small group of enthusiasts. I joined a year later. Uh, we then formalized ourselves into a committee. I finished up as member six, uh, membership secretary and then very quickly became editor of Seaview, uh, basically because I got fed up with things not meeting deadlines uh, and made an offer to the committee that uh, I would guarantee a 30, 32 pages A5 minimum, even if I had to write them all myself. The smallest issue of Seaview ever under my editorship was 48 pages. Over the following years, the point size of the print shrank, and the largest issue, I think, hit 84 pages. Uh, those were the days when one could encourage people to write. And my policy was always at that stage, if you write it, I'll publish it. And I only ever rejected one article. Um, so we had articles from all over the place. We, sometimes I had to do a rewrite because people who were struggling writing in their second language. Uh, I introduced the idea of book reviewing, which was a strong thing at that time. Uh, it's hard work. So I want to say that's one of the things that, that I first uh, brought my attention to ACC because someone had told me about, oh, there's these great book reviews. And at that time, there was no Amazon. And so, you know, book reviews that were not editorial laudits were kind of rare. And, uh, and so to me, that was very, very valuable. And I saw your name on an awful lot of the book reviews. And so I um, yes, and in my, in my experience, uh, particularly with C++, much more than C, there were a number of extremely good books written, but there was also, to be quite honest, a lot of rubbish. And one of our, my, I considered one of our duties was to try to weed out the chaff so that people wouldn't waste their money buying books written by people who didn't actually know what they were writing about. It's a great problem writing books on any technical subject because you need to be two things. You need to understand the, the technical side and you need to understand how to write. And unfortunately, mo more often than not, you get people who are extremely good writers but don't really understand the technology. And occasionally you get people who are really understand the technology, but they don't know how to write. Fortunately, most uh, publishing houses manage to weed those out because they don't pass a review stage. But they don't necessarily weed out the other Sorry? They don't necessarily weed out the other, the good writers who don't know what they're writing. <sighs> they don't weed out that because very often the publishers don't understand the technology either and just take their word for it. So that's what the reviews are. And I can remember when I first, and when I finally published a book of my own, or had a book of mine published, Bjarne Struestrup saying to me that this was a great loss to 
the world because he knew my f philosophy that I would never again review a book on C++ aimed at uh, ordinary programmers because I would consider that I was biased. Mm -hmm. I, I don't slam my competitors, so I could never write an honest review from then onwards. Mm -hmm. Did you stop writing reviews at that point? Sorry? Did you stop writing reviews at that point? Yeah. It's just short of a thousand. I think there are something like 986 reviews written by me wow. out on the web somewhere. Impressive, impressive. So let's talk about you. Uh, you said that you started out as the C User Group UK. Yes. Uh, at some point you changed to... Well, about 1990 I became aware of this new kid on the block called C++. And I couldn't see any reason why C programmers shouldn't be interested in C++. So I, in my normal autocratic fashion, decided that CView would have to cover some stuff about C++. Um, and uh, that was still stayed as C User Group UK, but then over the next two or three years, and I can't remember the exact timing, we absorbed two other groups. One group that were about to launch a Borland C++ publication called Overload, uh, and I thought this was to a good idea, but it would be much better if it was under the auspices of what was then CUG UK. And there was also the European C++ user group, whose uh, main objective was to produce cheap conferences. I think it's in its existence it managed to produce perhaps two conferences before it finally folded up and we absorbed it. We also absorbed the uh, Borland group, or persuaded them to become a subgroup. And that's the origin of Overload, because that was their publication. Uh, at a later stage, we also had a newsletter for the uh, um, BBC machine, for uh, the enthusiasts of that. And somewhere in that area, it became clear that as we were no longer C as such, that we needed to rebrand ourselves. And the original rebranding was the Association of C and C++ Users. Uh, and just like IBM, which was originally International Business Machines, but is now just IBM, uh, ACCU is now just ACCU. Um, focused on programming. Uh, a core is C++, but then I believe that every C++ programmer ought to have some interest in what is being done elsewhere, because you can import ideas from elsewhere. Uh, I frequently give the analogy with uh, natural languages, Studying natural languages outside one's own language group, such as Chinese, Arabic, Japanese, uh, is very broadening. It gives you an idea of what can be achieved. But didn't but didn't the change come because the users, uh, you know, some portion of the users wanted to, to to still belong to the organization, but they were no longer doing C plus plus. I mean, it wasn't just oh, we're C plus plus programmers. We should 
dabble in other languages a little, it was actually that people who were active in the organization just stopped doing C++. Not the majority of them, perhaps, but... I think it actually worked somewhat differently, because both in CView, as editor of CView, I courted articles on other languages, and as that time uh, the chair of a CCU conference, I actually went out and sought people who would talk on other subjects. Uh, I seem to remember commissioning a talk on Haskell, which was actually, I didn't realize at the time, but it was germane to uh, C++ metaprogramming. Uh, I, uh, yes, I actively sought other languages, but not as, uh, to keep people informed, to keep, um, I mean, the concept I have is that ACCU conferences ought to be C++ centered. Yeah. And other languages, other topics should be presented in the sense that these are not for experts in the languages, they're for experts in C++. Uh, we had a conversation earlier this week in which uh, it was sort of sense of the room, you know, do you want to invite people to leave the room? And the answer is, no, I don't want to invite people to leave the C++ arena, but what I do want to be able to say is if something else like Rust or Java or Python or whatever uh, is attractive to you, uh, these are the basics and there are other conferences at which you can get um, expert talks dedicated to those. I don't see that it's possible to have a conference which fairly treats multiple languages at the depth where the expert in the language wants to attend. Mm -hmm. But that's very much my view and not necessarily shared by the conference committee. Okay. Um, well, let's, let's ask Gail because she has uh, outed herself as not a C++ person, but you're interested in the conference enough that you're willing to work on it. So, yeah. uh, how, do, how do you feel about what's, what the content is and, and how relevant it is to... Yeah, I, I think the way Francis has phrased it there is expert material for C++ people and tasters of other things that are suitable for those people um, creates a really nice thing for what, what I now consider the rest of us because I've We've been to sessions uh, this year on Scheme and Rust. Last year I learned about Kotlin and got really excited about that. I've been to sessions in the past about Haskell and Erlang. I've learned a lot. There's a lot to be learned just by getting a little flavor of what other people are doing with their languages. And also I was here when there was, Python was part of that and the, the growing interest around that meant that a whole PyCon UK conference was spawned from what was starting to happen here. And now it was yeah. a, it was a track. It was a track, yep. And then and it became yeah, its own conference. It became its own conference. Yeah, it was one of the organising committee for that first year of PyCon UK, which is a, and I'm I'm really proud of what. I'm gonna, in this case, I'm going to say ACCU because it's uh, you know what it what it's done in enabling that to launch was a, a really important thing to me as a what I am as a Python programmer. 
Um, so yeah, but that there's plenty of that mix. That's the nice thing. The the C plus plus track is now because it's so long since I've programmed C plus plus. Do you avoid? Do you avoid? Completely. I've not not. I have not all week been to a single C plus plus session, and I've had a lovely conference. I've had three tracks of other really interesting stuff to choose from. The only time it ever gives me a bit of a problem is sometimes in the lightning talks. I don't get the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's, but sometimes, even with a C++ joke, I will sometimes get the joke. But you know, quite, quite often, don't I don't know what they're on about. But you know, with lightning talks, another one will be along in five minutes anyway. I don't have to worry. So, so no, there's, I think there's, that balance is right. You're quite right. We couldn't do expertise in everything. But it's really nice to be able to have that flavor of things. And also, it's not just programming either. I've been to sessions this week on architecture, machine learning, um, code reviews, all sorts of things that are common to us across the board as programmers. So there's plenty there for the rest of us. Right. So you recommend a conference even if you're not a C++. Yeah. Not that anybody watching or listening to this is not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, if they kind of want to be led to the dark side of it you know, and, and see what else is out there, you know, the, the sort of... You know, it's, it's, it's a nice opportunity for them to find out some of that. Okay. Whereas going to a, some, a specialist language conference for another language also wouldn't work for those C++ programmers. So it's a nice toe in the water, broaden your horizons sort of event. It's just that for me it's a three-track conference rather than five, but it's still three good tracks. So um, I guess I'm not certain who's the best to answer this, but what I'd like to know is, of the people who attend, how many of them are identified as C++ programmers? What percentage of that be? How many people? How many people here are C++ programmers? I don't. I, I, I don't know. It's, um, maybe, maybe the C++ people have got a better idea. <laughs> Anyone want to guess? Anyone want to? We talked about this, um, I think, earlier this day, and we have roughly estimated that it's between 50 and 75 percent. Uh, C++ programmers, but the others are come from other domains. Mm -hmm. So a majority, but not maybe not overwhelming. Yes, exactly. So actually, John, I want to put this back on you because um, the, the fact that the ACCU is uh, such a mix of different languages and technologies, but still centered around C++ is one of my favorite things about it. But you obviously run a big conference yourself uh, in the States, uh, CPPCon, which uh, has a slightly different remit. Um, I wonder if you might want to compare those, those two. Sure. Um, well, so I guess there, there's a couple of ways of looking at it. One is that I haven't seen much need. I'm not pulled in that same way. You know, Francis was saying, you know, C++ programmers need to be aware of the world. And, you know, at C++ now, last year, we did, in fact, have keynotes. One that was on Haskell, one that was on... Uh, I shouldn't have started this because now I don't remember them. Um, but the point is that Rust and uh, uh, D. And the reason that we did that, I mean, the, the, the point of view of that was these languages for C++ programmers. I mean, having, having that keynote be about Rust for people who've been using Rust would have been inappropriate in the conference, right? So it's not that we don't learn about other events. But one of the things to understand is that we say no to a lot of really good submissions. And that's killer. And so to me, to have a good C++ submission that comes in and say, well, we've got this, uh, you know, kind of introduction to Rust talk, and we're not going to take that, we're not going to take the C++ talk because of the Rust talk. There's, there's all the C++ content we could possibly imagine. So 
there's that. But the other issue is more of a, I don't know that it would ever actually come to this, but the, but the foundation that, that is the owning organization for CPPCon is the standard C++ foundation. And it is a uh, nonprofit under the IRS with a particular mission. And it has to stay with that mission or it jeopardizes its nonprofit status. And the mission of that organization is to promote C++. So, uh, like I say, maybe that's not the biggest issue, but it is something that we kind of have to keep in mind is that, that our, our mission is to promote C++. And so, I still, it, it's not that, it's not that we want to deny there's other languages or keep people from understanding about them, but we have to be focused on that mission. And then as I'll also, as I say, there's enough submissions that we don't need to go looking for other kinds of things. So, um, so I'm not, um, it, it, it is a difference in focus, but I've enjoyed this conference. I've enjoyed it a lot. And, um, and I didn't go to any, actually I did go to one, uh, one session. It was actually in this room. It was the first session I came to. It was, uh, oh, it was about coroutines. Was, I don't know nearly enough about coroutines. I've sat into, I've, I sat in a session of Gores and uh, I think James McNallis and I still don't understand coroutines. So I was really looking forward to it and I got in here and I realized he's not talking about C++ coroutines, is he? <laughs> and it hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me. You know, I just, so yeah, it was a little bit of a difference. <laughs> So, um, one of the things I want to uh, I want to uh, talk about is the fact that um, ACCU or ACU, as uh, I'm not going to take sides here, uh, is more than just a conference. Though there's also the local user groups and that kind of organization. And I'll let you two guys address what what's the rest of uh, what's the rest of the organization about that's not just the conferences and is is. Is ACCU about the conferences and then some local user groups on the side, or is it really about the local user groups that happen to have a conference? Or what is the deal on that? Well, I think that um, ACCU again um, is the conference plus the magazines plus the user the the local groups, um, and I believe that they they complement each other. Uh, the people that write for the magazines uh, also tend to. Um, come to the conferences or go to the local groups and give presentations. Mm -hmm. And so it, it all kind of works together. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the part of the organization that I really like, the fact that it is kind of multi-pronged. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, I don't have a local group where I live, mm -hmm. uh, although I have been encouraged to start one in my spare time. <laughs> uh, but I, I, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, but that, that's my perspective on it. <laughs> Indeed, I pretty much echo that. That is basically the main three prongs. Um, and um, the, the local use groups is something we've been actively trying to build up over the last few years, a um, year or so, if I remember rightly. And it's one thing that I, being in London, really um, enjoy and um, value is the uh, ACCU London, ACU London, whichever you prefer, mm -hmm. um, local group, which is why I volunteered to help out when uh, we suddenly found ourselves getting a little bit of a problem organisationally. Because um, you do need to keep going, you do have to put something on each month, otherwise it does tend to dry, people lose its impetus, people just won't come along. So 
you know, you, 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 we had to keep it going, right. basically. But I, I think there's there's a huge synergy between conferences and local groups. I mean, that's at CPPCon we worked, you know, as uh, having what we call community sponsors. We're really trying to uh, recognize that uh, the if we have really good speakers at CPPCon, it's because they practice somewhere. Mm -hmm. Where do they practice? Well, maybe they practice at other conferences, but I'd like to see them practice uh, close to home. Go to the local user group and and practice your your communication there and build, you know. So I see that. I also see that the conferences can help build up the local user groups because there's uh, things to talk about. I, I always encourage local user groups to have a trip report after after a conference. Not everybody in the group, of course, goes to the conference, but two or three people do. And let's have a, a panel or a roundtable talking about what happened at the conference. And so I think I think they work really well together, and I think it's interesting that that's where you guys have come out, is you've got both the user groups and the conference that are organizationally related, and that's not something... I guess Jens is doing some of that, at least under the same name. Uh, so, um, yeah. In the early days, uh, my dream for ACCU was a, an association of user groups using C++. The constitution was written in such a way that it includes something called corporate membership. And corporate membership wasn't only intended to be companies. It was intended to allow user groups in other countries, user groups in other parts of the country, to join. The copyright rules were written so that they would have access to our magazines, they would be able to extract, republish, and uh, otherwise make use of the material ACCU is producing. Uh, I think that is still true, that if there are groups out there that would like to come and talk to us, uh, we would be very willing to listen and help, support, provide material, um, at as low a cost as we can achieve. Uh, if it's uh, electronically provided, I suspect the cost would be very low. If people want paper publications, they would have to pay something towards that. But please, if you're a member of another user group that uses C++, uh, talk to us, because we're not competitors. Right, yes, we've, we've got to work together, right? So, one of the questions... Yeah, right. sure. Before we move off that point, I just want to say, Francis, your dream is alive, because uh, many people know I run a, uh, another local user group in London again, and uh, as you say, you know, we're not in competition. Uh, so, C++ London is, uh, is purely about C++, and then there's ACCU London, which is about C++ and other other things. So there's there's a big overlap in interest, but there's also you know some people that that like to experiment with other technologies, and there are some people that like to just focus on C++. So between the two of us, we, we cater to all of those, and a lot of people do come to both. And we now have uh, affiliate status between C++ London and the ACCU. So uh, I actually take magazines to to the group and uh, and show them around and get people interested back in the ACCU. So 
the system works. You'll be pleased to know. Yes, but it would be far nicer if it was Melbourne, Sydney, Hong Kong. Bay uh, <laughs> Mumbai, and so on. You know, we are, we do call ourselves an international organization and we do have international membership. In fact, probably the percentage of members that are non-UK now is higher than it's ever been. Um, and it isn't just UK um, local groups, but Greece and Italy and so on. Yeah, I was just going to ask Lisa um, uh, how it feels to come here and be the keynote speaker. Did anybody make fun of your quaint accent or anything like that? Quaint. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a few questions about my accent, but also somebody told me I sound like Laurie Anderson, so I'm happy. <laughs> Um, no, but I do want to ask you, you know, what was the reception? Uh, have you had fun? Are you... I've had fun, and, well, I think the, the, the talk seemed to be well-received, but the rest of you can tell me if you liked it. Mm -hmm. um, and, but yeah, this was an excellent time. Yeah. Um, what about uh, comparing the content here? That I assume you mostly went to C++ sessions. I mostly went to C++ sessions. Mm -hmm. I did have at least one surprise when the session was less about C++ than I expected it to be. Oh. Um, but it was a very enjoyable session anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, some very strong sessions here. Okay. Very good. All right. Um, we are kind of running, uh, running about kind of our clock here. So I was just going to ask if anyone else wants to make a comment or talk about what they see as... Uh, uh, how they feel about the the the, the path that it, that the conference is going on, or the local groups, the organization as a whole, and what you anybody want to make a prediction about the future? Because I know there has been some discussion about what is the future of the conference. Are we going to, or maybe not the conference, but the organization as a whole? Are we going to focus more on C plus plus? We're going to continue to do what we're doing. Anyone want to comment on this? I'm sure the conference is going to go on successfully for quite a number of years. What really invigorates me is seeing what has been happening to C++ in the last five years. Uh, I know there is a lot of tension uh, at WG21. It's a large group trying to do lots of things and it is very frustrating for people who have uh, big projects such as modules, uh, program, uh, contract programming and all the rest. But it's uh, interesting to note that when I listen to some of the talks this week, that C++ is very much alive, very much um, on the ball, and I think has a potential that some of the other languages miss, simply because of the fact that C++ was arranged, designed to hit the metal as well as have the highest levels of abstraction that were possible. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to the future. One of the things that we noted this year, I don't know quite why, but we should try to, try to find out, is we had a more diverse group of people here. And I think we had more younger people here 
than we've had for a while. I've certainly spoken to and met quite a few people. Uh, I think our youngest was 15 and a half, um, but there were quite a few people at the, at the young end, and uh, I think that's quite exciting. I think that that seems to me from the conferences that I am involved with that the average age is getting higher, mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's not that's not a really healthy sign. Mm -hmm. So that's that's something to be concerned about, and perhaps that's changing here or turning around or yeah that would be, be great to see so um anyone else want to share a parting yes hot hot news uh for next year we are in the planning stages of having a one-day track on saturday aimed at people who are in full-time education the cost will be kept very low and the levels of the talk will be pitched hopefully at their level rather than at the highly technical levels we tend to have at the moment. All right, so um, if there's not any other uh, parting words, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, uh, we've appreciated your attention and we'll be back at you in the regular format and very soon. All right, uh, thank you very much, Phil, for uh, helping to put this on. I'll let you say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>